there have been so many moments in my life when I felt anger and I remembered that moment at that lecture. To that woman, that lecture may have been a lecture of learning about stillness or about controlling the mind. To me, that lecture was about learning how to communicate anger skillfully. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. In my communication teaching and coaching practice, as you've heard during the last six episode series on communicating feelings, a big aspect of my work is to help my students and coaching clients communicate their feelings skillfully. And one of the feelings my students and clients have the greatest difficulty with is anger. And my guess is that my students and clients are not the only ones who struggle with anger. I'm not a gambler, yet I am willing to bet that you also find it hard to communicate anger with confidence, clarity, or compassion. I know I did, and sometimes I still do, depending on the context. Yet, it's possible to learn to communicate anger more skillfully. So if that's what you would like, this episode will be very valuable to you. Now, it's important to acknowledge that during the past COVID years, we've seen people experience a lot of anger most likely you have been experiencing it too. And if you live in the U.S. where I live, the feeling of anger has been so prevalent lately. People have been feeling angry about political, environmental, judicial, and social issues and rights, especially about the United States Supreme Court recent rulings curtailing the rights of women about reproductive rights. In my experience as a communication teacher and coach, my clients and students frequently ask me if it's even possible to communicate skillfully when they feel angry. Or they ask me even if it's okay to communicate while you're having the feeling of anger. And a lot of people ask me, and what about feeling anger itself? Is that okay? Perhaps you've asked these questions yourself. To answer them, I will say yes. It is possible to communicate skillfully when you feel angry. And yes, it is okay to communicate while you are experiencing anger. First, you need to learn how to do that. And yes, of course it's okay to feel anger. The truth is that we can feel angry anytime. Anger is a feeling and all feelings are human. Remember I talked about this in episode 55. You can find that Language Alchemy episode on the podcast platform of your choice or on my website, languagealchemy.com. With anger, there doesn't have to be something major happening, and that's what people tend to think. But, you know, we may experience anger when we notice we're leaving the house later than we wanted to, or when the traffic light turned red and we are angry that it's slowing us down, or we may feel angry that the coffee is not hot enough, or that our partner was distracted when we were talking about our day, 
or that our favorite sports team lost. Anger is actually a very common feeling. And you may say, okay, Alejandra, if anger is so common, why is it that we are uncomfortable with it? Why is anger so difficult to manage? Why are there so many anger management programs? All great questions to reflect on. What I know is that anger itself as an experience is not a difficult feeling. From the language alchemy perspective, anger has become a difficult feeling for many reasons. Two of them that go together is that when we were children, we were not taught how to navigate the feeling of anger. And in general, we received messages that it was wrong to have the feeling of anger at all. Many of my clients had parents who displayed a lot of anger, but these parents were not allowing any room for the experience of anger in my clients when my clients were young. Our experience of anger, therefore, can be intense. It can be confusing. And unless we receive guidance about how to have this possibly intense and confusing experience, we will struggle with it. Many of my communication coaching clients shared with me that when they experienced anger when they were children, their first communication teachers, aka their parents and main caregivers, taught them that it was wrong to have the feeling of anger. How? Well, my clients said that they were shut down, they were punished, they were isolated from their families, you know, giving a time out. And many of them were labeled as difficult, as in, You're a difficult child and nobody likes difficult children. Or they were told they were bad for feeling angry. If something like that happened to you as a child, when you experienced a feeling of anger and you received these messages early on that it was wrong to feel angry, it was wrong to express it, or that you were bad for having it or expressing it, then most likely it will be difficult for you to communicate anger skillfully. In the presence of anger, you may feel insecure, embarrassed, ashamed, guilty, completely understandable. Another reason why we struggle to communicate anger skillfully is that when we were learning about what to call anger, we may have had intimidating and scary experiences. I worked with many clients and students who received hostile and violent treatment from adults or they witnessed violence and hostility that was inflicted on others, their parents, family members, friends. And when these experiences of violence, hostility, aggression happened, others called those experiences anger. I actually had such an experience when I was a child. In Argentina, we celebrate Carnival in February. It's a sort of an equivalent of Mardi Gras in New Orleans in the United States. During this celebration, which happens during the summer, we have some kind of game or tradition. I'm going to call it in English the spray game. And what we do is that we fill a container with water and that container needs to have a nozzle like a water gun or a spray bottle. And the carnival tradition, at least in my town, was to surprise people and spray them. Now, growing up, the rule was based on gender. So you could only spray people of the opposite gender and you had to surprise them. Well, one evening after the carnival parade, my family and I were walking back home. 
I noticed I still had water in my water bottle. And I may have been five or six years old at the time. And I was determined to empty that water and spray any meal I could find along the way. Well, we were walking and we ran into two people who were arguing, a man and a woman. So you can guess what happened, right? I sprayed the man. And for obvious reasons, he didn't like it. The man came up to me and started yelling and swearing at me. I started crying. One of my brothers-in-law was with us, and he quickly put himself between the man and me and said something to the man like, chill out, it's carnival. She's just a little girl playing the spray game. Well, the man didn't like it. He replied with a punch. He knocked my brother-in-law down to the ground and broke his nose. And my mom said to me, this is what happens when people are angry. This is what happens when you make people angry. Hearing this language left a huge impression on me. So much so that even as an adult, I was very intimidated and scared when someone even mentioned to me that they were feeling angry. I truly believed that if I made someone angry, which is the language I had heard at that time, I or someone I loved was going to be the recipient of violence and hostility. Now, if you listen to episode 60, then you'll know why this language left such an impression on me. And if you haven't, give it a listen. So sometimes what we learned to call anger is not anger, but it is an expression of violence, aggression, or hostility. And this brings me to the next reason that makes it hard for us to communicate anger skillfully. And that is that the modeling of anger we have is the kind of modeling like the reaction from the man I sprayed when I was five years old. We tend to have a picture of anger in our minds, not of the feeling, but of the violent reaction. You know, like when you think of anger and the first image that comes to mind is someone like the Incredible Hulk. When we were raised with those models, we learned that anger is a synonym of hostility, aggression, or violence. And this is a big misunderstanding. This makes it really hard for us to feel comfortable feeling or communicating anger. When someone acts with physical hostility, aggression, or violence, or verbal hostility, aggression, or violence, like yelling, raising their voice, swearing, calling us names, shaming, putting us down, mocking us, expressing sarcasm, belittling us, blaming, attacking us, etc. That's not anger. Those behaviors are a reaction to the anger someone's feeling. If you want to communicate anger skillfully, you need to learn to have the feeling of anger without the reaction of hostility, aggression, or violence. And this is what I teach my communication clients and students. Is this possible? Yes. I will never forget the first time I experienced this. I was at a lecture with Chandra Remete, the founder of Shadow Yoga. I had attended lectures with him in the past, and when Chandra spoke, the whole audience would be quiet considering every word he would say. This particular time, At this lecture, he was teaching about the importance of learning to be still 
in body and mind. In front of me, there was a woman who was constantly fidgeting. She was playing with the button of her cardigan, with her water bottle, with her hair, with her pen. And after speaking about the importance of being still for some time, Shandor looked at her and said something like, I am angry right now. I'm teaching you something very important, something that can change your whole life. Why did you come here? When you are playing with your sweater, your water bottle, your hair, your pen, you're getting distracted. Why did you pay for a lecture on stillness to get distracted? And if this is not useful for you, please leave. I remember his tone of voice was firm. His eyes were on her the entire time he was talking to her. The woman stayed. She stopped playing with her sweater, her pen, her water bottle, her hair. She remained still for the rest of the lecture. Shander resumed the lecture, and a few seconds later, his eyes landed on the woman again. His face was completely relaxed. In fact, his eyes and lips had a clear smile. At the end of the lecture, I approached the woman and I asked her how that was for her. And you know what she said? She said something like, I'm grateful. It's what I needed to hear. There have been so many moments in my life when I felt anger and I remembered that moment at that lecture. To that woman, that lecture may have been a lecture of learning about stillness or about controlling the mind. To me, that lecture was about learning how to communicate anger skillfully. He expressed anger without acting it out, without lashing out, without reacting with hostility, aggression, or violence. There's so much more I could say about anger, but for now, what I'll say is that if you notice you feel angry, maybe this week, I'm going to give you an important action to take. So pay attention here. Feel the anger in your body, but don't react. Separate the anger from the way in which you tend to react when you feel angry, especially if you tend to be someone who lets the other have it. Because now you know that what you are letting the other have is not anger. It is your reaction of hostility, aggression, or violence. So if you want to communicate anger skillfully, leave the reaction aside and just communicate what's going on for you on the inside. I can assure you that if you're able to do this, it's hard, yet it's possible. If you're able to do this, you and the other person may feel grateful, just like the woman I shared about at that lecture. And moreover, you and the other person may experience the gift of anger, which is what I'm going to talk about in the next podcast episode, so stay tuned. Before I go, if you have a dear friend, a relative, or a colleague who would benefit from this podcast or from this episode, share it with them. And please, share it in a mindful way. You now know that most of us struggle with anger. So when you share this episode, you may say something like, I found something really useful about myself in this episode, and I hope you do too. And then have a conversation with your dear one and share what each of you learned. 
Now, let's recap what you've heard in this episode. In this episode, we talked about why it's hard to communicate anger skillfully. I gave you several reasons for it. Then, I shared with you that if you want to learn how to communicate anger skillfully, you need to separate the feeling of anger from the reaction of anger. I also shared with you that some of the reactions of anger can be violence, aggression, or hostility, but that those behaviors are not the feeling of anger. They are the reaction. And then I gave you an important task for you to learn to communicate anger skillfully, especially if you feel it this week. Lastly, I told you about an experience I had of someone communicating anger skillfully. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao ciao, original music by Gary Lapal. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.